Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost nine years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit the Anxiety Slayer Academy and get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my good friend and co-host Tananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. In this week's podcast, We'll be discussing a listener question about what you can do if panic attacks cause you to pass out, struggle with making decisions, or disassociate yourself from the world. This is how the question came in. Anxiety causes me, at its worst, panic attacks that result in me passing out. At other times, anxiety makes me question my thoughts and feelings and causes me to disassociate myself from people and activities that I enjoy. Boy, when I read that, Ananga, I just wanted to give her a big hug, you know? Yeah, this is intense anxiety we're talking about here, isn't it? It's a very uncomfortable situation to be in. It sure is. And I think it's important that we start by recommending that if you pass out from panic attacks, please see a doctor to check and make sure that there isn't a physiological or nutritional cause behind what's happening, behind that passing out, really should get checked. Yeah. And if you go to a doctor that doesn't seem particularly sympathetic, or they're not respectful to your experience, then please go and see another one. Find somebody that you can talk to and work with where you feel heard and understood. You should receive compassion and understanding. Also, passing out is not a regular occurrence. I think it's important that we talk about that as well. While it can happen, this isn't something that we hear about happening a lot from our experience with Anxiety Slayer and our listener questions and the work that we've done so far. But yes, it does happen. We just want to make sure that you know that it's not a regular occurrence. And important to mention that there's a lot you can do to support yourself. Very often with anxiety, we fear passing out and we start to experience feelings of lightheadedness, ungroundedness, or that your legs are feeling weak. There's a lot you can do if you're starting to experience those physical sensations to help yourself feel grounded, safe, and in control again. Do you want to talk about grounding practices now, Ananga, or do you want to move through uh, a little bit about disassociation first? Yeah, I think it's helpful to start with giving some context for disassociation and how it happens and what we experience and how to support ourselves with that. It's certainly something I've experienced in my youth. I've experienced it during periods of ill health. I remember one time I suffered a really severe flu 
And I felt very disassociated afterwards. I can remember sitting with a friend on the floor in her living room, speaking with her, and I just didn't feel like I was there. I didn't feel like I was with her, like I was in the room. So important to understand that there can be triggers for the experience of disassociation. It occurs usually as a protective state. When our nervous system feels overloaded, it's a, it's a checking out. It's a way of stepping back and shutting off from further disturbance. So I would ask anyone that experiences strong disassociation and the listener who sent this question to us to just consider, please, if you suspect that there's trauma at the root of your suffering, please consider finding a counsellor that you can work with to support you. Very often disassociation can happen as a direct response to a traumatic event. And counselling is just incredibly helpful for sorting things out. It's a gift. <laughs> it really is. The no stigma. If we have an aching tooth, we go to the dentist and get it looked at. No matter how much we might not like the idea of it, that's where we have to go to get the help. If we're suffering with pain in our mind and pain in our emotions, then counselling is a gift. It's a wonderful way to get support. And particularly if there is trauma or strong anxiety, we need that help and we deserve that help. Let's talk about how grounding practices can help when we're dealing with disassociation or worried that we might pass out or you know, all of these other things that come forward when we have a panic attack. Yeah, the thing with disassociation is we can begin to feel disconnected and untethered. Sometimes I think of it like a balloon that's on a little bit of string and the string gets cut and the balloon starts drifting off. So anything that helps us retie that string re-tether the balloon, reconnect. That's, that's what we need to look at if we're feeling lightheaded, faint, experiencing disassociation. Anything that can help us feel more rooted, more grounded, more connected is very valuable. So exercises that encourage mindful movement with full awareness of your breath and your body are very helpful because they bring your awareness back into your body and back into the present moment. That's one of the reasons why I like to practice Qigong. I have been practicing now for five months, four or five months, a more regular practice. And it's incredible how quickly you come back into awareness and back into your body and the gentle movement. Uh, I want to I thank you, Ananga, because you were the, the catalyst for getting me started. And then uh, I found somebody wonderful locally to help me with that. And Yoga is also a great place to start, but so is just getting out. As we talk about so often, mindful walking is another way of doing this. And if you're looking to balance frequent or prolonged spells of disconnection, we completely recommend mindful walking at least 20 minutes each day. Get out and walk, get out and look around, see what's going on. Yeah, the simplest thing and the most valuable thing that you can do to begin managing anxiety. It takes care of surplus adrenaline and stress hormones coursing through our body. It helps you feel connected. You're breathing in the, the good air. You're seeing the big sky. You can feel your feet thumping along in the earth. If you can, take your shoes off. I'm currently spending the summer staying with my parents. And the reason for me being here, it's not a very happy reason. I'm going through some stress and trauma in my own life at the moment. But fortunately, I have the support of my family who live by the sea. So every day I'm walking on the beach. The first opportunity 
to take my shoes off and walk barefoot in the sand and the water. And within days of arriving in the area where I'm staying, I could feel my mind begin to settle, my nerves begin to settle, my whole being begin to feel just more grounded and more clear. So once again, I'm being reminded, we'll go through these situations in life where we have the opportunity to be reminded of what really helps and to practice what really helps. And for me, just this simple act of walking every day is helping me so much right now. It's a small and simple thing to do, but the significance of it isn't small. And the impact that it has on our lives isn't small. It really is a blessing. If you can get your feet on the bare earth or the sand or walking by water, wherever you can get. Yes. Even in a park, you know, 10 minutes on the grass, just a little park. Sure. I've been uh, starting almost every day in my garden, barefoot in my garden. And just, you know, visiting the plants, walking about, um, bringing the flowers in the house, just enjoying the birds, all of that. Even if it's only 10 minutes, it starts my day off in such a beautiful way. And it's just a matter of stepping outside the door and moving. I think that working with self-awareness is also key and can be the perfect antidote for overcoming feelings of mounting stress and anxiety that can also lead to dissociation. The more we can bring our awareness to our breath and our feet, connecting with the ground and our bums and our chairs and you know, really pay attention to the connection, the better. And I know there's a practice that we've talked about engaging with your senses that can you can you share a little bit about that Ananga? Yeah it's a mindful practice which is very helpful where you can use your senses to again using that understanding of tethering yourself rooting yourself in your surroundings by wherever you are listing five things you can see four things you can touch this is really helpful for anxiety for lightheadedness and disassociation find four things you can touch, even indoors, you know, hold a hot cup of tea, not too hot, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I I like to, before I drink tea, I like to cradle the cup and feel the warmth and really feel some gratitude for the tea. Your clothing, um, hug a loved one, squeeze some clay, knead some dough, find things that you can touch and really immerse your, your sense of touch, really connect and ground yourself. Touch is very, very important. So we'll just go over them. Five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. And for me, very often, the taste will be a squirt of rescue remedy or a rescue remedy pastel or some calming tea to make the taste element something that's really helpful as well in calming anxiety so you fully appreciate it. And the key really is to immerse yourself in the moment right now to use your senses to bring you information about where you are right in this moment that's a really great practice this question that came in today also mentions disassociating from people in activities that you enjoy and this is where conscious reconnection can be incredibly helpful Try bringing your awareness to the people that you're with. Pick one person at a time and really look at them and hear them and consciously connect with them with your attention. And it's almost similar to the mindful walking piece. And if you find yourself kind of moving away or getting distracted, just come back. 
Uh, oftentimes it'll happen. I'll have a bunch of things on my mind and I'll be talking with my husband and all of a sudden I'll be off and I'll stop and say, you know, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I got lost or I left our conversation or whatever. And then we get back into it. And you know, that's a not so much disassociating as just my attention span sometimes can you know be very shiny lure-ish. <laughs> so either way, if you, if you find yourself uh, having a little bit of a hard time paying it, just bring yourself back and let the person know that you're back and keep trying. And you can do the same with your activities too. For uh, you were talking about kneading dough, Ananga. Yeah. And if you if you enjoy baking, you can try mindfully baking bread by drawing your senses to notice the colors and textures and temperatures, sounds and smells. And kneading dough is actually a excellent activity for getting grounded and bringing your senses into the present moment. Yeah, and also working with clay. I remember watching a, a series a um, couple of years ago. It was a competition, one of these elimination shows of amateur potters. And it was really fascinating to watch just from the creative aspect of seeing these people's creations and learning about their lives. I was very much enjoying it. But there was one guy there and he suffered with Parkinson's disease. And he said that when his hands were in the clay, the shaking stopped, the symptoms stopped. And I could understand that according to Ayurveda, India's ancient science of, of life that we often talk about in the podcast, that in Ayurveda, Parkinson's disease is called Kampa Vata. That means shaking Vata. So you'll have heard us, if you're a regular listener, talking often about this Vata energy. And the opposite to the Vata energy is the energy of clay because it's cool and wet and heavy and dense and grounding. So I could see that from an Ayurvedic teaching, Ayurvedic perspective, somebody suffering with that disease would really benefit from having their hands in the clay. And it's the same with anxiety. Anything you can do that helps you get involved with that sticky clay-like energy. So literally, go and buy a lump of clay and make something. Or when you're working with dough, it's also similar to clay. That just that heavy, dense, sticky texture. Try and find creative activities involving those heavier energies will be really helpful to you. And if you can walk through mud, last week I walked out <laughs> near where we're staying, there's a little river that goes out to the sea. And I had this great idea to just take my shoes off and, and walk through it. And an hour later, I was knee deep in mud and a little bit lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great title of a new book, knee yeah. deep in mud and a little bit a lost. Little bit lost. <laughs> yeah. And my worries were far away, but I could feel just that, you know, every time I put a foot down and tried to get back towards where I parked the car, my feet were just disappearing up to my knees in this mud. But I knew it was good yeah. to, to be in the mud and the wet and to be playful and, and have a laugh about it. And it was a good day in the sun and the fresh air, but I, I knew from a grounding perspective, maybe not knee deep, that was quite tiring after a while. But if you can get to squelch around somewhere on a riverbed or or by the shore, sometimes your feet sink into the sand a little bit. Or even in your mind, just imagine that you're walking through mud. Hmm. And imagine you can imagine plastering your body with mud. And just anything that helps you enter into that sense of groundedness and, and rootedness and earthiness is really, really helpful for both of these things, the passing out and the disassociation. And you also teach uh, tapping points for stopping fainting. And feeling more grounded. Do you do you want to share 
those today before we uh, wrap up? Yeah, sure. This is something we've gone into in more detail in our course on uh, anxiety attacks, which is coming to you soon. In the EFT tapping sequence, you can get the diagram on our website at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. You'll see that there are two points on the diagram and they're situated under the arm, four to six inches under the arm, around the side of the body. And if you pat on those firmly with your hand, actually thumping and patting under one arm and then under the other side, these points are on the spleen meridian in Chinese medicine and they're very good for stopping feelings of faintness or passing out. And I've been taught that they can actually stop you passing out. So if you're feeling faint and you're with somebody else, you can ask them to stand behind you or in front of you and pat both of those points simultaneously with both hands, just really thump quite firmly under your arms for you. Just lift your arms up to the side. Imagine yourself being rooted to the earth. Take deep breaths and let them pat those points for you. Or if you're on your own and you need to do it for yourself, sit down. Don't be standing up when you feel faint. Sit down, put your head forward a little and pat with your right hand under your left arm quite firmly about six or seven times and then repeat on the other side and you feel more grounded, more present in your body and the feeling of faintness passes. And we also invite you to sample our album that is titled Resonance, Grounding Techniques for Anxiety Relief. And you can find Resonance at CD Baby and Amazon. We've had a lot of favorable reviews and would love for you to give it a try. You can sample a number of the tracks. We also offer breathing and tapping exercises in our free Anxiety Slayer starter course that you can get at anxietyslayer.com or at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Ananga, thanks so much for another great conversation. I really enjoy our time together and uh, I'm grateful for our listener questions and that we can be of service through our Anxiety Slayer podcast. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Don't just listen to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Become an Anxiety Slayer. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.